Welcome to Paddling Adventures Radio. I'm Sean Rowley, and with me is Derek Specht. Yellow. What's new, Derek? Oh, just busy at work. Busy, busy? Very busy. Keeping the uh, power plants online? Yeah, unfortunately, it's, uh, it's limiting me from researching for the podcast. Not, not sending out any <laughs> fake signals anymore? <laughs> no, no. That there, was not us. That was the province. There was a giant push for iodine tablets right after that. <laughs> yeah, I can I guess imagine. All these, what, last, count, last I heard, it was like over 32,000 people were sending mm-hmm. in requests. Yeah. So Canada Post apparently is going to be busy. <laughs> uh, yeah, we had ours up, uh, up in the cover. Mm-hmm. Well, I remember we got those in the mail a while back. Mm-hmm. Are there expiry dates on those? The iodine tablets? I have no idea. I've never opened a package of them. What happens if you just eat them? Nothing, really. Really? Yeah. You, hmm. you fill up with iodine, your thyroid tops off and, you know, 12 to 18 days or something. I don't know what the, how long it takes to come out, but it'll eventually unfill. Hmm. And th- that's the purpose of the iodine tablets. If there's a, uh, it, in, if there's a nuclear accident, there's... Iodine is uh, released from the uh, from the from the fuel if there's any broken fuel and and you don't want that going into your thyroid so you fill up your thyroid with you know, the thyroid pills the K pills and uh, and it fills it up and it stops you from uh, uptaking any of the iodine from the from the damaged fuel. Hmm. <laughs> so for those of you who don't know what the heck we're talking about, <laughs> <laughs> there was a. Uh, the province of Ontario had a boo-boo. They were doing some sort of testing or something, and somebody accidentally hit the uh, the send button. So it basically goes out just like an Amber Alert if uh, if uh, some child is kidnapped and, and most communities or most uh, areas put out an Amber Alert for missing children. Well, there's also that available for major emergencies, like, for example, some incident at a nuclear power plant. And so they, some noob... Uh, pushed the wrong button at uh, somewhere's in the province. I don't know where they th- these things happen, but somebody hit the wrong button and they alerted all of Southern, everybody, all of Southern Ontario. People in Windsor were getting yeah. the alert, so everybody in Southern Ontario received this alert, this uh, nuclear emergency alert. That whatever, there's no concerns now, but listen to the news type thing, and it was like, oops, yeah. I'm thinking there's you know you know back in the day when you be going through trying to figure out what was wrong with your computer, why it wasn't running properly. Yeah. And there's that one little box that wasn't checked. <laughs> I'm yeah. thinking that's what happened. Yeah. <laughs> Buddy forgot to check yeah. the box. No public alert. Yeah, no public alert. Check. <laughs> oh, I forgot. <laughs> I forgot that ticky box. <laughs> that's why I'm thinking what yeah. happened. Anyway, not a big deal. You know what? If, if, if anything else, take a look on the bright side. It was a it test. Brought it, it, we, we, yeah, it was a full-on test for everything. It's like a fire yeah. drill. Well, what you know? surprised me is that the province of Ontario took, I think it was over two hours, wasn't it? From, from first initiating till they did a said, oops, oops. that was, uh, this was not an emergency. Yeah. I think that's why people are ticked well, off. Well, it took like, yeah, it took so long for them to admit to, to their mistake. And so I don't know if, if who, some numpty at, in the province did something, something and was hiding it and then they, like, why would it, why would there be such a delay? And, you know, all, all the public, all the, all the media were like, what's going on? What's going on? And all the public and social media were exploding and everybody's panicking and freaking out. And oh, it's yes. like, oh. I was panicking and freaking out. I couldn't find my Spider-Man suit. <laughs> I had be, my spiders ready to go. Where's my super suit? Where is my super suit? <laughs> 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 oh, and then I found out it was a fake drill, so I had yeah. to put my super suit back in the <laughs> closet. And I'm being a superhero today. Uh, and then I came back downstairs and started researching for this week's podcast. <laughs> <laughs> ah, what are you going to do? It happens. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> we got a few things to talk about tonight. Yes. You were going to talk something about how safe canoeing is. Yeah, so I was... Uh, and I'm going to just blow that right <laughs> out of the water later. So, <laughs> I, I got an email today. It was like, you know, I, I get a lot of emails. And this one was from paddling.com. And they were ta- they're talking about paddling safety and basic canoe safety. And they said, they started off with saying, you'll be happy to hear that canoeing is one of the safest outdoor activities that you can do. And then they go on to say, but, you know, 
there's still some precautions you have to take, you know, whether it's a uh, high speed boat traffic that might be nearby or, or winds or open water, or, you know, strainers in a river, yada, yada, yada. But basically canoeing is one of the safest outdoor activities that you can do. And then when I mention that to you, you go, well, wow. <laughs> <laughs> you just wait till a little later in the show and we're going to just see if that sticks. <laughs> there is legal line in the bottom of the, uh, on this episode. There's fine print. Yeah, there is some fine print in this week's episode <laughs> that will be read out. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> but, but I, I think your story has nothing to do with natural phenomena or accidents or incidentals. This is like um, lemmings to the slaughter. This is... Uh, oh, yeah, the buffalo jump. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be fun. This is cool. This yeah. is cool. Uh, well, let's talk about first Pelican. Oh, suspense. Cliffhanger for everybody. Well, what was he going to talk about? You'll find out later. <laughs> oh, oh, our show is over. Come back after the commercial break. <laughs> <laughs> You're breaking. You're breaking out. I can't hear you. <laughs> I'm sorry, the number you called is not in service. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Pelican acquired Confluence back in December. And Pelican International, um, they make everything for for paddle sports. Mm -hmm. You know, they're 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 based in uh, Laval, Quebec, right? Yeah. Uh, Canoes, kayaks, fishing boats, paddle boats, stand-up paddle boards, that sort of stuff. Confluence Outdoors located down in Greenville, South Carolina, also makes kayaks, canoes, stand-up paddle boards, and much more. You would know Confluence more by their brands. Wilderness Systems, Perception. Oh, really? Mad River Canoes, Harmony Gear, Dagger, and Boardworks. What's the origin of those? That the Confluence is where two rivers meet, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's where they got their... They were actually back in 2014, Confluence and uh, another company, GHC or something like that. Um, they merged and okay. became Confluence Outdoors. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so now uh, Pelican has has uh, bought out um, Confluence. And I mean, people are going, oh, you know, like Pelican is like an entry level Boat sort well, of thing. <clears throat> yeah, they have a bad reputation for that because they do sell a large quantity of recreational kayaks, sit yeah. on tops and stuff like that. But they do create some good products too. Mm-hmm. And maybe I think if they're, obviously they have money to burn if they're buying up other companies, but uh, they do bring in enough to to afford to do these big purchases, but they also have some quality products out there. Well, they're... Just saying now that combining Pelican and Confluence will create a company that can better serve retailers and the consumers. Yeah. Right. So you got the, you got low end, middle end, top end yeah. gear. So you're, you're hitting everybody now. So they're buying the top end. So people are going to buy top end, bottom but end. But I mean, end. that's Pelican. Did they said, yeah. we need, we need some cachet to our name. We're going to buy a good company. And that's what they did. And uh, they'll be able to offer, yeah, a complete lineup of products spanning all paddle sport categories and catering to everybody from the retailer to the rich, uh, richie rich paddlers to the guys that are going, well, I need something brand spanking new just so I can get into the sport. Yeah. Right. Which, and that's, that's cool. That's cool. Combined, they'll have more than 800 employees, multiple locations across North America. That's incredible. That's a big company. It is a big company. Um... They, some people are hinting that this may be a start of a lot of the smaller companies starting to get together. Oh, yeah. And yeah, make yeah. bigger Combine companies. Efforts. Yeah, because yeah. there's, there's so many small companies now. And, and we talked about that, what was it, about a year ago? We talked about, we were talking about uh, the paddleboard industry and how initially there was like 5,000 different companies and, mm-hmm. and the, you know, there was, the, everybody had a, itsy bitsy piece of the sales pie and so unless you had some staying power you're just going to fold up so yep. everybody tried to make down pedal boards and then they all kind of crumbled and and fell to the wayside until you had a couple of the quality ones who stood behind their product and once you had companies that would stand behind the product those ones tended to survive and so maybe we're just seeing a continuation of those efforts where you know the uh the 
the quality companies are combining with other quality companies to take a little bit bigger piece of the pie. If you know, there's enough companies out there that it's kind of hard to share that uh, that sales pie. The 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 quantity to stay afloat, to stay mobile, to you know the, that that uh, incoming cash flow. Right. Mm-hmm. I would rather if I'm researching a product, I'd rather research five six. Big yeah, brands, and you're going to look at the big ones. To 20, yeah, it's your you know, Google top to picks type thing. Yeah, yeah, it just makes it it just makes it that much yeah. easier, right? Um, and then you get the big companies that are known for their product, for their customer service, that sort of thing, and you'll tend to go back to them, right? Yeah. So that's what's happening there, and the the big thing is is I'm wondering if how that's going to work um, on pricing. Because mm-hmm. if they've got this giant network of distribution and factories and everything now, yeah. retailers, is that going to enable them to drop the price for the consumers? Well, I mean, a hundred bucks is a hundred bucks. But there's also less competition now too, mm-hmm. right? So, so hopefully they're not going to raise price. I, I can't see them raising price. Well, no, I don't think they want that. I, I would think that they're going to try not to upset the, the the cart right now, right? They're 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 just merged, and they're, I doubt that they're going to go all, all whole hog and crash their prices or raise their prices. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not that business side. Well, I, I, I don't, don't think know, they would do it right off the bat. No. But I'm saying once everything gets into the Start swing of things, things up they, down, they'll yeah. be able to you know, get rid yeah. of duplicated services. We can afford to... It, you know, compete harsher with the competition. Now we yeah. have, you know, we have some name brand and some cachet. We can like cut some money out and get some people in on some sales. And yeah, yeah that'd maybe. be nice. That'd be nice. Cause I mean, prices have just climbed and climbed and climbed. For well, it's sets. also the quality, the manufacturing quality of a lot of these products is like anything that's Kevlar or, you know, carbon Kevlar. It's, it's naturally expensive to, mm-hmm. to build these things. Right. And uh, a lot of the, you know, the lot are cheaper. A lot of the cheaper characters just blow molded plastic. Yep. So I imagine they could drop the prices on stuff like that, and count on the sales of the higher end products to keep them afloat. I don't know. It's really hard to say what they might do. It'd be interesting to see what happens over the next two years or so. Yeah, because I, I don't think it'll. I, I can't even see it happening this. Summer. Not in the short term. I think if there's going to be anything big, it'll be into next year, 2021. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's when you'll start seeing. There's going to be some restructuring yeah. as they absorb different departments, you know, whatever. Yeah. They can get rid of a whole HR department. Then we can take them on here. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's pretty cool um, that that's happening. So uh, we'll definitely look forward to. Yeah. And I mean, my kayaks, wilderness systems. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So now I guess it's my kayaks actually owned by a Canadian company. what's the brand of yours wilderness systems wilderness systems yeah there you go see you got what's your oh yours is a holy cow canoe right yeah holy cow canoe. okay yeah Yeah. this is mad river it's uh what's where's the the coat factory at the commercials anyways it's west of toronto the town oh okay so burlington burlington uh um worth the drive to acton Acton, I think yeah. they're near they're near Acton or in Acton or something like that. Right. Yeah, and they're coming out with new colors this year. Ooh, time Did you, for have a new you seen their postings? No. They come out some. There's a, a purplish color. They uh, they've been slowly rolling out the colors at Holy Cow Canoe, and they uh, they have a new purplish color that they revealed last week. Today they posted a picture, something like uh, the eye can see seven hundred thousand different shades of color. Then they post a black and white picture of their new color. What color do you think this is? <laughs> black and white. So <laughs> gray. They're gonna. I haven't looked. Follow. I haven't followed up. But they're probably gonna reveal it tomorrow or something or tonight. And uh, the new color. But the the purple one is. Uh, it's it's interesting. It's but they're uh, they're it's a they're doing dual colors right now with a white base and then the the upper eight to ten inches is a specific, specific color. Color, yeah. So I like their new boats. I like their 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 new colors, their new designs. It's coming out really nice. Well, that's my, my Swift Prospector. They ask me, you know, because when you go on a trip, what color is your canoe? What color is your tent? And all that sort of stuff in case they need to find you, right? Yeah. And I always say earth tone. <laughs> and I'm like, well, that's not a color. I said, okay, you look at my canoe. <laughs> and tell me and what tell color, me what color it, is. it is. And they'll come back and they're like, earth tone. <laughs> because... 
Sometimes it looks brown. Sometimes it looks green. Sometimes yeah. it looks off, Depends on the shade whatever. of the light, yeah. the sunlight, the clouds. Yeah. 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 I've got a, a <laughs> chameleon canoe. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what color it's supposed to be. It's olive drab today. Yeah. Tomorrow it'll be mud brown. <laughs> a little bit of earthy. Yeah. So that's why I always say it's earth tones. Um, I know uh, my, my osprey is a nice blue, that dark yeah. blue. I really like that one. Um, I know Swift has come out with some weird color, like the orange last year. They had the orange on the uh, oh, the cruiser, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Is that the Joe Robinette cruiser. I remember that. Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, some some weird yeah weird colors, but you know what? It's it's a bit of a, a different car companies do it all the time. Yeah. Every year. Yeah. Oh yeah, this is our new color for this year. And some years yeah. it's red. Some years it's a new blue. Some years it's a you know, a funky green or something like yeah. that. And you see them driving by going, I would never buy a car that color. <laughs> what is that? So, yeah, yeah. There's, yeah, there's a couple weird new ones and it's like, that's just, it's, but why, I guess also what's nice is that to have a, a unique color, you stand yeah. out in the crowd because you can only have so many white cars on the road and it's like, I don't know. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, Too common. They are. And I mean, yeah, I mean, with the canoes, you get different colors, so you mm-hmm. definitely know which one's yours. Yeah. And with the colors, you oh, yeah, that's that's a 2021, isn't it? <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Well, I know it's a 2020. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's old. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we'll definitely keep an eye on, uh, on that, see what happens with prices yeah. down the road, and hopefully, yeah, hopefully, you know what? But, I mean, you get two companies together with different ideas. And they get you their heads the going together, the, and yeah. you know they're they're uh, searching not searching research, R and D, yes, uh, research development departments get together and hammer out something totally out of left yeah. field, and that's brand spanking new. You 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 know, uh, so I was just beyond what products are available, but what yeah. products will become available, <laughs> you know. Reminds me, I was listening today on uh, it was a radio show talking about competition and stuff like that amongst countries and how China doesn't, you know, they, they never, they don't help the common community. They don't donate whatever. And, and then somebody says, oh yeah, the common term for R and D in China is, uh, replicate and duplicate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, that's been going around for, for years. Yeah. yeah First I, I remember when the, uh, Apple iPhones were coming out. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. They're already making duplicate knockoffs. Yeah. In, in well, all it was is they're coming to the back door of the factory, right? Yeah. Because the Apple's made in China. Mm-hmm. So, interesting. Mm-hmm. Anyway, keep an eye on that. Um, okay, let's let's totally blow your safe. <laughs> this is the, the safest, your paddling, safest paddling sport. The safest sport out there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, this next segment is called Canoe Fun, a.k.a. Stupidity in a Boat. <laughs> Buckle up, baby. <laughs> So three things we're going to talk about, gunnel pumping, mm-hmm. gunnel bobbing, yeah. and canoe jousting. <laughs> they are all fun topics. And they're all fun to do. <laughs> you may die. <laughs> you may get injured. Yeah. We do not endorse you doing any of these. We just tell you how to do them. <laughs> there, is, <laughs> there will be a legal line at the end of this program. <laughs> Lawyers are standing by. <laughs> so gunnel pumping, a.k.a. solo gunnel bobbing. Uh, there's been videos that went around. Apparently this used to be a thing, and you don't see people doing it anymore, and I don't know why. I know I've, I've now that I can stand up in a canoe and I've got my balance going pretty good over the last couple yeah. of years, I think I'm going to give it a whirl this year. <laughs> Well, it's probably one of those things like, you know, the planking was a thing and then it went away and there's always a new thing that people are doing that's weird. Yeah. Right? Well, this is beyond weird. Mm-hmm. So if you don't know what it is, here's what it is. <laughs> Gunnel pumping. The solo, this is one person in a canoe. You stand up in your canoe behind the seat. So you're in the, you're in the, the stern. Yeah. You stand up. So the seat is against your shins. Carefully, <laughs> carefully, carefully, you step up. You can use the seat as the intermediate spot, but you step up until your feet are on the gunnels. One, 
on okay. each side of the canoe. Make sure you have grippy shoes on. Make sure you got grippy shoes on or bare feet because, yeah. you know, they'll dry bare feet, whatever. Make sure your gunnels are dry so your feet will stick to them. <laughs> so you're standing up. You look down between your feet. The seat is down between your feet. But you're up on the gunnels. Put your arms out for balance because, you know, you're going to need it. Bending at the knees, you start to bounce up and down. You're not hopping. Your feet do not leave the gunnels. <clears throat> okay. The What I liken this to is when you're on a swing and you pump your legs. Yes. And you know when to pump your legs yeah. to go forward and when to bring them under to go backwards and when to throw them out forward. It's the same sort of thing when you're bending your knees and pushing down and then trying to make yourself as light as possible coming back up. Yep. Okay. So the front of canoe, I mean, with your weight, once you're standing there, the front of the canoe is going to come up. Yeah. And when you sort of give a little bounce down, the front of the canoe is going to come up Pops higher. There, yeah. The bottom, or sorry, the back of the canoe is going to sink. Going to sink. Yeah. But eventually it's only going to sink so far before it starts to come Buoyancy up. Buoyancy pushes it back out of the right. water. So that's when you try to make yourself as light as possible. Let it come up as far as possible. Let it come up as far as possible. And when it's at that point where it's not going to go any higher, you push it back down. <laughs> okay. So it'll go down farther. So you're porpoising the canoe. Yeah. And yeah. the front end comes yeah. up higher. Mm-hmm. And then, so you just keep doing that motion over and over and over until you the, the back of the canoe is going pretty good into the water yeah. and the f- nose of the canoe is coming straight up. And your feet are staying on the gunnels the whole time. And your feet are on the gunnels the whole time. Hmm. As you get that going, like you say, porpoising, yeah. you actually start getting forward motion. Because of the, the, the curvature of the boat. Yeah. The pointiness of so the So you will actually start traveling <laughs> so, forward. So if you're up a creek without a paddle... That's exactly what they say. If you've lost your paddle, do a little bit of gunnel pumping yeah. and you can zip up or up a, across a lake. Up a, you're going to be pretty tired though. Because yeah. I've seen some, there are videos, YouTube videos, yeah. you can Google this. Um, but the one thing you have to remember when you're doing this, yeah, we live in a 3D world. <laughs> okay. What do you so saying? you're going up and down, you're going forward. Yes. Don't forget there's left and right. (laughs) The minute you forget there's left and right, you're swimming. You're absolutely (laughs) swimming. So I'm thinking if you learn to do this, we get people to learn to do this. You could have races. Yeah. We get a bunch of us out there on a lake doing some races. Did they do that at the uh, Canada 150 Remember we had races off the... I wasn't there. Lake of Two Rivers Beach? Were they on the gun? No, they well, were doing... I was with Mike. I wasn't they with were, you. They were doing uh They were doing tug, tug of war. war. Paddle tug of war. But they were doing a whole bunch of different stuff. Were they actually standing on the on the gunnels and racing? No. No, I, yeah. Nah. You're right. So I don't think that it is. It was... Yeah. yeah. But it was... I think this could be something. This could be interesting. This could be interesting. Yeah. Now, so you got to watch out that you're not falling face forward. Into your boat. Cracking your head off the yoke. Yeah, you know, that's a drawback. Uh, Again, we don't endorse. We're only telling you how to do it. (laughs) We're we're not telling you to go do it. (laughs) So that is gunnel pumping or solo gunnel bobbing. Because gunnel bobbing is the more um, known term, I guess. If you are, when you're you're done. Yeah. yeah, yes, you, you just Google it. And, I, yeah, I just, I pulled up yeah. a video of it. And I think that's, he's doing it in a grooming or grumming. A grumming, yeah, yeah. That'd be noisy. <laughs> but see, he's like, he's just doing squats. I see, he's just doing squats, yeah. Yeah, squat, and he's pushing it down. And he's, he's got good balance, look he's at that. Got the, I yeah. think he's wearing Crocs. Yeah, he's wearing Crocs. That says volumes. <laughs> <laughs> he's wearing Crocs, doing gunnel pumping, and a grumman. But look at look at him go. Look yeah, at him go. He's got some. Yeah. If you got if you got yourself some good <laughs> style and some good yeah. uh, and style, I don't mean Crocs. Style, <laughs> I, mean, I mean how you're actually doing it. Yeah. And you get some good speed. I, I'm thinking you could be doing races with this. Yeah. This is something we need to look into. I just found a race. There you go. 
Okay. <laughs> oh, what's oh you did there is a there is a race. See, this is what I'm talking about. Yeah. Great minds. Look at all those great minds. Oh, dude. Oh, did dude, look at him going. Yeah. So we're watching this video, and oh, this he's guy, got some he's speed. He's got, but he's speed. also taken on water. And I don't. Oh, he's, he's and over. He's over. But he wasn't standing on the. None of these guys are standing on the gunnels. I can see in their this feet. video. Yeah, he's he's on. That his, he wasn't. He was yeah. standing on the seat. That's cheating. Standing on the seat is cheating. There will be no standing <laughs> on the seat. Too much balance. That's right. You too much flat spot. <laughs> so the next part is gunnel bobbing. Yeah. With two people. Gunnel pumping with two people. Well, gunnel pumping is one person. Okay. okay. Gunnel bobbing is gunnel two. bobbing is two people. All right. There's there's rules here, Derek. Don't go all <laughs> willy nilly now. So gunnel bobbing, two people. Yeah. A bit more tricky because both people in the canoe have to get up on the gunnels. Not just one. Okay. So person in the front has to carefully turn around and face the person. Oh, they face each other. Yeah. So how do you determine what direction you go? Well, you don't. <laughs> you don't move when you're gunnel bobbing the two people. You don't move. Oh. You don't. You don't. You don't travel. Yeah. So don't get ahead of me here, Derek. Don't get ahead <laughs> of me. Stick with me here. I'm here. I'm here. Derek's excited now. <laughs> so the person in the, in the bow of the canoe has to turn around carefully and face the person in yeah. the stern. Okay. Yeah. Same method as, as solo bobbing is used to get up on the gunnels. But this time you have to be very careful because you are fighting the shakiness of the other person in the canoe. And you're fighting, trying so, to bob, but your timing has to be perfect. Well, just, no, I'm talking just getting up on yeah, the gunnels. Exactly. So you're getting up there, but One the little, person in the front is getting twitch, up. you you're going to cause them to twitch. Exactly. <laughs> so if you're lucky enough to both of you make it up there, yeah. it is the exact same method of getting the canoe bobbing. Except you're, you're opposite of each other. So while one of you is pushing down, yeah. the other's trying to make themselves light. Yeah. And then when they get as high as possible, then they've got to push down while the other person goes up trying to make themselves as light as yeah. possible. And it gets faster and faster until both of them are going up and down, up and down, both ends. It's like the log rolling competition. The whole purpose is to <laughs> see who can stay on longest. Yeah. And first one in the water loses, right? <laughs> Hopefully you don't both end up in the water at the same time with a nice cap size. Yeah. But that tends to be, in my experience, what happens. I've been watching some of these videos and yeah, it doesn't take much for people to go over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, once the canoe's going up and down, yeah. So first one in the water loses and that's gunnel bobbing with two people. <laughs> so it's, it's not solo bobbing. This is just gunnel bobbing, yeah. two people. A lot more fun, a lot more challenging. Just, I mean, half the challenge is just standing up. Yes. Okay. So those are two of the fun, new fun sports we've got. <laughs> okay. Third fun sport. And this is the funnest and the dangerous dist. Danger, so. Dangerous dist. I've got questions. <laughs> You've got questions. About, about the first two? No. Or the next? Okay. About the next one? Well, don't get a hold of, don't get ahead of me now. Canoe jousting. Uh, it can be a bit tricky when it comes to the actual jousting part as it involves body contact. <laughs> it's dangerous. So anybody that's ever watched a movie with like kings, queens, knights going to the festivals and they're doing the jousting on the horses and all that. Yeah. Exactly the same thing, but different. <laughs> it's the same, but it's different. It's the same, but different. Few differences. No heavy armor is allowed due to the chance of accidental drowning. <laughs> no long pointy sticks are allowed. Well, that makes Ar sense. Since armor is not allowed, there is an increase of chance of someone getting stabby, stabby. Stabby, stabby. If you're doing this in Australia and there are stabby, stabby accidents, there may end up being a sharky, sharky incident. <laughs> <laughs> if you're in Florida, canoe jousting may turn into alligator wrestling, and that may be covered in another podcast. <laughs> Gear consists of two canoes and two paddlers. Okay. In each canoe. So a paddler and a jouster. A paddler and a jouster. Okay. You with me so far? Yes. The bow paddler will have some sort of jousting pole that is wrapped with something soft on the pokey end. 
So you don't take so, out their teeth? Yeah. So a pillow, boxing glove, whatever. <laughs> okay. I've seen people, they put boxing gloves on the end. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's just like a small stick or yeah. a, a paddle or something <laughs> like that. Right. Uh, the more daring types actually just use a paddle. And as they go by, they try to push each other out. Yeah. Right. So that you don't have to drop the, the paddle, yeah. pick up your Just don't hit the jousting guy. Just don't hit the guy in the thing. face or the mouth. That's. Oh, he's lost some teeth. That's pretty good. At a given signal, the two canoes paddle towards each other. And when they are close enough, the jousters will put down their paddles, pick up their jousting pole, try to push their opponent out of the canoe. The amount of force they use is their own business, not mine. (laughs) I do not. (laughs) There's no judging here. You are allowed to hit your opponent between the shoulders and the waist. Okay, fair. So no head shots. And no below the belt. And no below the belt shots. (laughs) Whoever falls out of the canoe first or whoever capsizes their canoe first uh-huh. loses. If no one is successful on the first pass, the canoes will turn around, make another pass, and they will repeat this process until someone ends up in the water. Somebody has to get wet. Somebody's, Somebody's going to lose. Somebody's losing. There are variations of this game that I have seen. All four paddlers use jousting sticks. Okay. So as they're paddling by. The front jousters and then the rear jousters. Yeah. So, yeah. Everybody. <laughs> the front guys get hit twice. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Right. <laughs> right. So uh, the front jousters must stand in the bow of the canoe. Mm-hmm. So oh. as you're paddling up, you put your paddle down, grab your stick and stand up. That's even more risky. And then you bunk. So you, you have the chance of falling over as you're standing. Yeah. Or you have a better chance of fall, getting knocked out because you're standing. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so, all right. Uh, there are two paddlers keeping the boat steady and a third person, oh. a jouster, stands in the middle of the canoe. <laughs> the two canoes start side by side and on command, the jousters start trying to oust their opponent from the canoe or capsize their opponent's canoe. <laughs> So that's a total new. So yeah. yeah, you can have three people. You got to have a good, yeah, good sized canoe for that. <laughs> so that's canoe jousting. No solo boats. <laughs> Why? Unless you do solo jousting. Solo jousting. Yeah, see, <laughs> see, this is what I'm talking about. There's variations. You can have a solo, a couple of solo jousts. Like yeah. I take my osprey out there. Yeah, because yeah, you wouldn't have to. It would be hard to do a solo joust in like a 16 foot prospector or something, 17 <laughs> foot prospector yeah. or, or something like that. Um, jousting probably wouldn't work in a kayak. Mm, n- yeah. Gunnel bobbing would be really hard in a kayak. Yeah, it would, wouldn't it? Getting out yeah. and standing up <laughs> while on the water and not tipping over. Yeah. Yeah, that's not happening. <laughs> right? Um, unless you get out, then you climb on your kayak yeah. and you try doing it. <laughs> but you'd have to be pretty far forward, I would think. Yeah. But I can imagine people do it. I bet if I Googled it. There'd be somebody doing something like that. Yeah. But um, legal line. Oh, the fine print. The fine print of this. Do the above in as safe a manner as possible. Always wear PFDs. Careful of the face. A bloody nose or porked out eye could lead to sharky sharky incidents. (laughs) Paddling Adventures Radio is not responsible for any accidents, but we will raise a beer in your honor and laugh at you. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) So that is gunnel bobbing, gunnel pumping, and gunnel, sorry, canoe jousting. I don't know if I'd go for the canoe jousting. Yeah, I'd be worried about losing some I've seen a couple videos where it doesn't happen and the guys are standing and then the one guy, instead of jousting, he dodges the joust and then just dives across and takes the guy out. <laughs> like full contact. Yeah. Now that. Tackling. Yeah. Full contact <laughs> canoe tackles. That would be something to watch. Wow. You see these canoes coming at each other and you're, what's going on? What's going on? And some dude just dies and tackles what the other guy. What are they doing guy. out there? How do I get involved? <laughs> There's water rage going How on. How is out this there? not like a sport? I mean, you've seen canoe polo or kayak polo. Oh, I'm sure it's when a these sport. guys come on. How is this not like a regulated sport? <laughs> How are there not leagues yeah. of canoe jousters? <laughs> there should be. 
this is something you do when you're stranded on, like you're stranded or you have a layover day on your campsite. Just like, yeah. okay, so why <laughs> let's go you... find a neighboring campsite and start jousting. Throw up a couple of pirate flags? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this could be awesome. <laughs> there could be ambush jousting when the other team doesn't know that you're playing jousting. Or, yeah, or when you're out with some buddies and they go one way for the day and you yeah. go the other way, next thing you know, they show up. Yeah. And you take oh, and them there's out. A, there's, yeah, you take them out. <laughs> Steal their gear. Awesome. <laughs> See, I mean, there's, there's ultimate ways you can go with this. Yeah. So many ways you can go with this. So, yeah, if anybody wants to give, if actually, if anybody has tried this, the yeah. gunnel pumping, gunnel bobbing, or the canoe jousting. Send us videos. And you have some videos. <laughs> send us the link, and we'll put them up on Paddling yeah. Adventures Radio's yeah. uh, Facebook page and so people can check them out because, yeah. Just, yeah. <laughs> you know what? Whoever came up with a couple of these things, there must have been beer involved to begin with. There had to be. There had to be. Not that we would promote drinking and paddling. Just remember that we read that legal line. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we we will laugh at you. Yes. <laughs> there is no two ways about it. <laughs> uh, let's take a quick, uh, quick break here and we'll come back. We're going to talk about something that's actually pretty cool that I found out about. Hey, this is Sean Rowley and you're listening to Paddling Adventures Radio. To find out more about us, check out our website, paddlingadventuresradio.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Current and past episodes of our podcast can be downloaded or streamed from iTunes, Google Play, and the episode page of our website. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas for the show, we would love to hear from you. So drop us a line on Facebook or our website. Thank you for listening. Enjoy the show. This portion of the show is brought to you by Algonquin Outfitters. Algonquin Outfitters, providing quality Algonquin Park backcountry adventures for the entire family, since 1961. Whether you want to get on the water for a day or a week, the friendly staff at Algonquin Outfitters can help you out. Find them online at algonquinoutfitters.com or visit one of their 12 locations. Algonquin Outfitters, your outdoor adventure store, with locations in Algonquin Park, Muskoka, and Halliburton. Welcome back. Uh, you've been out to the mountains. You still live in BC. Uh, yeah, yeah. Vancouver Island. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you ever been to Whistler? I want to. Oh, I went there in the summer one time. I took a drive in the car and we went up to Whistler and walked around the village and we were there for like an hour and went home. So yeah, I've been to Whistler, but not in the uh, time of the year that you'd want to be there. Like the ski season? Winter and ski season. Well, my friend, let me just put that to rest really fast. <laughs> I'm just slapping you down on everything you say today. Oh, canoeing is the safest thing. No, it's not. <laughs> oh, you want to go to Whistler in the winter? No, you don't. Yes, you do. <laughs> well, maybe you do, but. I guess no. you could do some paragliding and dining out and hiking and, oh, mountain biking. They have some amazing mountain biking uh uh, backcountry trails in, at Whistler Blackcomb. Oh. Yeah. I haven't been to them, but it's like world-class. You lived right there. I watched the YouTube videos. Yeah. <laughs> you <laughs> no, could Whistler be doing is, this. Whistler's like a six or eight hour drive or something. Is that it? Vancouver Island. It's like going to Tomogamy from here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you have to take a ferry and, and oh. there's a, yeah, it's. Take the Nanaimo ferry, cross over. Yeah. It's, it's a bit cumbersome to get there. <laughs> well, if you love the idea. It's a new highway. I'd like to try the new highway. Well, go. <laughs> Quick. Who's stopping you? <laughs> yeah. Well, now, currently, I think it's like an 80-hour drive or something from where I am now. Well, I don't yeah. know what it is. See, it's like a see, long way. you lost your chance. I know, I did. You did. I'd have to fly. Well, you could do that. If you like the idea of accessing yeah. remote backcountry terrain, like there. Like where the, the what is it? It's a, there, there's a special, unique species of trout. It's in a mountain lake in Colorado or no out west somewheres 
they were transporting fish. The train got hit by an avalanche. They hand carried the the trout to a uh, to a stream so they wouldn't die. And that one unique species of fish now lives in that mountain stream. And you can only get to it by a multi-hour hike or helicopter. Really? Yeah. I was not aware of that. I can't remember what the trout's called though. It's like golden. Golden eye. Golden something. Golden eyes. James Bond. It's like golden something. <laughs> Anyways. I think it's golden, I eye, golden, eye, golden eye trout. We'll, we'll Google that later. Yeah. And uh, so if you don't have skills needed to ski, then you're going to go in the summer. Okay. You might want to give something new a try. Scuba diving? Yes. <laughs> Helipaddling. Would they, <laughs> would they fly a full size canoe, or do you have to have it inflatable? No. So helipadding is a new thing. Or it's, I suppose because beavers only allow you to carry one canoe, and well, it's the hella part. Yeah. Heli. Yeah. Helicopter. Heli. But do helicopters? Can a helicopter carry a canoe? I don't think I can carry a canoe. Well, I guess it could. It'd have to be an inflatable. But it's, just, it's not it. Yeah. Um. Heli paddle boarding. Oh, paddleboard mm-hmm. with an inflatable paddleboard. With an inflatable paddleboard. I'm catching on. So the sport, and it's a relatively new one to this area. Okay. Anyway, involves carrying inflatable paddleboards to remote lakes and rivers via helicopter. It's far more accessible to the average person than heliskiing. Okay. And unlike... Hella skiing, you need only minimal athletic skills <laughs> to be a heli paddler. And lots of money. Eh, yes and no, but I mean, the skiing as well. You need yeah. lots of money. Yeah, right? I, I've never done that, but I can imagine. Anything that, that involves yeah. the words heli? <laughs> yes. It's hellishly expensive. Heli lot of money. <laughs> uh, anywhere you, anywhere yeah. in the world you yeah. go, is uh, anything involving a helicopter is going to cost you big bucks. They need to develop transporter technology. Oh, that'll be the day. <laughs> so there's no need to have your impeccable, you know, athletic skills and, and all that. Yeah. Right? If you can go out to the local lake and go paddleboarding. You can do this. You can do this. Huh. So heli paddling is a newest offering from Blackcomb Helicopters. And... We don't get paid to be doing, talking about this, this company or anything. Yeah. They're just the ones that I know do it. Yeah. So, um, research this company before you, you know, make your decision to go with them. Don't yeah. go just because we mentioned their name. Yeah. Um, the newest thing that they're offering, they've, pa- they've partnered up with Red Paddle Company, who we have talked about before. Red Paddle Company? Red oh, Paddle wait. Company. I don't remember. And their, their paddle boards... The inflatable paddle boards, they're durable, sturdy, pack up into specially made rugged backpacks and it makes them easier to carry into remote terrain. Also makes them easier to throw on a helicopter and take to these remote terrains. So they've been offering these heli picnics for years. So you go up and everybody, I mean, you can do that at, at, in the, yeah. the Grand Canyon, right? You get in a helicopter, they land at the bottom of the Grand Canyon, you get out, you have a picnic. And then they put you back in and do instead of taking the hiking trails down or the mule rides or whatever down. So they've been doing that for, for years. But with the new technology of quickly inflating paddle boards, this has offered something brand new. There's all those high alpine, like blue, blue glacier lakes that you can't get to. You can't, it's too far, like you, you can't hike to them. You, you're not, you know, paddling anywhere to them or anything like that. Mm -hmm. The only way to get to them is by helicopter. So somebody decided to say, well, if we get their paddle or their paddle boards, their inflatable ones that are good for these rugged terrains, put them in there, we could take people up and they could paddle these alpine lakes that people can't get to. See, that's, it's a magnificent, amazing thing but then i i'm i'm torn there because you have you have the potential of a bunch of yahoos polluting these pristine pure mountain lakes well they're big on the carbon footprint and all that so they're careful about yeah yeah 
Yeah, you 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 don't just drop. They don't just drop people off. Okay, you've got a guide with you. Got a guide, and the yeah. guide is protecting the environment. Exactly, not letting some Yahoo throw their food and garbage into the lake. And right, so um, they started doing this back August two thousand nineteen, and they've oh, ran. They this is ran. New. Yeah. Oh yeah. This is this new. Uh, they ran one trip a day since they started booking people. Huh. They were, were doing these. So it's a 15 minute flight across Whistler's backcountry. Yeah. You land at this place. A uh, helicopter holds four guests plus a guide. You land next to a remote lake, inaccessible by vehicles or on foot. Guests are served a sprawling gourmet picnic catered by the luxury... Fairmont Chateau Whistler Hotel. Okay. So it is. Ooh, yeah. Pish posh. Oh, it's pish posh food. <laughs> Before the paddle boards are inflated. After a tutorial on how to get started paddling, the guide takes the attendees on a tour of the lake, stopping in a few places to swim, cliff jump, and all that sort of thing. And the entire trip takes about three hours. That's pretty cool. Huh. Right? So it's a three-hour tour, you it's say? It's a three-hour tour. <laughs> <laughs> and you're wearing you a kind of, yeah. I was thinking you were wearing a relic hat tonight. Yeah, so maybe yes. it should be a Gilligan hat. <laughs> <laughs> so the sightseeing helicopter tours start at about 179 bucks, which I think is 179 bucks a person. Allows everybody from families with small kids and everything, retirees, senior citizens, to enjoy backcountry views. Yeah. Right. So that's just, Hey, let's go for a trip around. We'll fly around for, I don't know, what are they, a half hour flight or something like that. Yeah. Boom. 179 bucks a person. Huh. The heli paddle and picnic trips are more expensive. $1,250 per couple. Oh. So six twenty five a person. See, I would have guessed per person, but that's not too bad. No. It's still a lot for a three hour, three hour tour. So it's, um, it's doable. Well, just it's to unique experience. put it in perspective, when we were in Iceland for a, I think it was a 45 minute f- uh, f- flight. Yeah. They take you over to a volcano. They land at the top of the volcano so you can climb, look around and that sort of stuff. Then they boot you back. Yeah. It was about... Just under five hundred bucks. I think it was like four sixty five or something like that. Yeah. So they're actually giving you more. They're giving you the flight. They're giving you food. They're giving you a few hours to tootle around on a paddleboard, swim, and all that. And the potential to and become a helicopter crash statistic. Yeah. See, I, I mean, man, like <laughs> the options are li- the unlimited. It's just unlimited. <laughs> So, you know, yeah, so you know what? I mean, realistically, when you're looking at 625 a person for what you're getting, yeah. that seems to be on par with what you're getting elsewhere. And if you're on vacation at Whistler in the summer looking for things to do and you already have a disposable income, which is why you're there, mm-hmm. this is easily something that people would do while they're- Well, it's definitely like, memorable you, you would too, spend, right? You tend to spend more money while you're on vacation doing things. And this is it would be a unique thing to do. It was- uh, I think if I ever did go up to Whistler in the summer, this might be a possibility if I saved up for it. No, they do per couple. Yeah. So who are you going to take? Well, my wife. I'm not taking you. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to let you pay for my trip and everything. <laughs> for my flights, my hotels, food. <laughs> Problem is, is my kids would probably be with me. See, that's... See there's your four. <laughs> You got the four of you right yeah. there. Do wait till your kids are older and they can like paddle and, and pay for their own way. Pay for their own way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Get a job, you bum. <laughs> I don't care if you're nine. <laughs> uh, so yeah. So you know what? It really does sound pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, you start looking at the pictures of these alpine lakes that people can't get to, right? And exactly. And scenery you, you, and stuff like that. It's all surrounded by mountains. And when you're flying over, over the mountains, you look down, it's like, oh, how do you get to the la- to that lake? Yeah. Right. And oh. then to, to land at the side, have a nice yeah. gourmet picnic lunch. And, That's pretty And then amazing. be able to go swimming. And yeah. It's got, you got to think it's going to be cold, though. I imagine it would be, but you know, you'd still have to go for a swim because not yeah. too many people would be able to get to do that, right? Yeah, not in that lake. I <laughs> know. 
Yeah, he went all that way and he peed in the lake. <laughs> I was just thinking the same thing. <laughs> Everybody is. I peed in a pristine high altitude lake. <laughs> so there are other companies that do things yeah. like this, but not in the Whistler area. Uh, Liquid Adventures runs a helicopter-assisted trips during summer months near Seaward, Alaska. Uh, in Hawaii, there's Paradise Helicopters can arrange trips to paddle or kayak at a hidden waterfall. Huh. Um, it is a newer sport, this heli, uh, paddling, yeah. paddle boarding and stuff like that. Yeah. I think if you had a fold up inflatable, inflatable paddle uh, canoe, like a fold oh, canoe yeah, 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 sort yeah. of thing, right? Yeah. yeah. I'm sure you can take to do that. that. Yeah. Just Why paddle around I in take that. Take my canoe. Because some of those, what are they called? Roku? No. We reviewed them. It's the white plastic folding canoe. Oh, yeah, yeah. If you had one of those. Yeah. That'd be easy to do. Exactly. Because there's a side of, there's the size of a small piece of luggage. Mm-hmm. And you just, you just yeah, hey. there's a lot of those folding ones now. That would be so neat. Hmm. So I think I would have more fun canoe paddling a, something like that than I would. Stand up paddle yeah. board. I'd want to do both. But see, if I got my canoe up there. I'd want to find, well, listen, can I take like a tent and stay for a couple of days? Come back and get me See, in that's two gonna, days. That's going to be the next step. Yeah. We take you up there. There's a tent or Abandon a yurt. Abandon you. There's a yurt <laughs> set up. And then you. And a no, they, they, phone. Would, they would probably have to have somebody stay with you. Well, th- I imagine there'd be some concern about what. Yeah, who's going to do, do to yeah. the pristine environment, right? They, they would have to limit, like, you're not bringing in, yeah. in four cases of beer. Exactly. You know, maybe a couple yeah. of bottles of yeah. wine or something or boxes of wine yeah. or whatever. Because you got weight limits on the helicopter as well. Yes. But I mean, if they set up a permanent couple of yurts there or something, huh. you know, that, that'd that become a new honeymoon spot yeah. or something like that. Yeah, right? exactly. See? Right. Wouldn't that be amazing? Yeah. Spend a par- portion of your honeymoon up on the top of couple a of mountain days, yeah. on the side of a pristine mountain lake, mm-hmm. crystal clear water, California golden trout swimming through it. Yeah. yeah. Is that what it was? California Golden California Trout? California Golden Trout. Look ah. at the colors of those things. Yeah. That's like the Aurora Trout. Yeah. So that yeah. Well, I, when, I, when I was learning about Aurora Trout, I uh, I was Googling rare trout species and this came up there. You can find them in uh, Northern California and Alberta. Just the one spot? Yeah. 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 Well, they, they are in other spots now, but that's just people taking the breed and moving them. Right. But they're natural to this location. Hmm. Cool. But that's some amazing colors. Yeah. Huh. Let's take a fishing rod. So that's what you do. So we'll go up there for a couple of yeah. days, and then we'll go fishing for a couple yeah. of days. And everybody's winner, winner, chicken dinner, baby. Exactly, right? <laughs> so that's heli paddling. I know I say hella, but that just <laughs> it's business. Hella fun. Hella fun. It's a hella fun. <laughs> so yeah, if you're uh, if you're out BC way and you're looking for something different, check out hella paddling. Paddling. Um, yeah, twelve fifty a person or for a couple. So 625 yeah. bucks each. That's not really too shabby. So, uh, other than that, um, let's see, we talked about big conglomerate companies. We've talked about trying to kill people. We've talked Look about fish. Those are some nice fish. Yeah. Uh, we talked about helipadding and we've got event. You got anything else? Oh, well, it, it was kind of funny. I don't even know how we got on the topic last week, but you've heard from people and my, my wife has mentioned to me, a couple other people have mentioned to me about the, uh, the house hippo. Oh, the miniature house hippos. Uh, at your, in your campsite. Yeah. Everybody wants one. <laughs> Everybody wants a miniature house hippo yeah, to go not, camping. And it's not our idea. I just saw it on a commercial. <laughs> yeah. They were like the dust bunnies, the uh, yeah. house hippos, right? <laughs> well, apparently that's a thing now. Yeah. <laughs> right. I would love a house hippo. Yeah. To take them camping. Yeah. yeah. Where's your, you got a canoe dog? No, I've got a canoe house hippo. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, events. Let's go quickly over events oh, coming yes. up. Yeah. Uh, winter in the wild family day weekend in Algonquin Park Mule Lake Campground February 15th to 17th if you want to check out winter camping at its finest this is the place to come uh, there's also a lot of activities this weekend trails and are you going? Yeah, yeah 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 I haven't decided if I'm going yet is it I get back on the Friday from ski trip out to Tremblant 
Right. So I don't know if we're going to do anything that weekend, but it'll be last minute. If we go to Mule Lake for the family day weekend, it'll be just a last minute thing. Right. Well, even if we come up for a day or something, yeah. do a couple yeah. of trails. Uh, do, do, do Toronto Outdoor Adventure Show, February 21st to 23rd at the Toronto International Centre. I will be at the Adventures in Paddling stage at 1245 till 115. Oh, I heard about somebody saying there's some dork is going to be doing a presentation there. I yeah. I know it was yeah. you. No, no, that was somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'll be on the Adventure in Paddling stage. Uh, drop by, check it out and say hello. On our Facebook page, I actually posted a um, $4 off coupon. Yes. So if there's a code, uh, Paddling20. If you put that promo What's code in. What's the normal admission price? I think it's like 12 bucks or something like that's that. Like or 14, f- 14 at the door, 12 if you buy it online or something like that's that. That's a good percentage. So four oh. bucks off. Yeah. You know. And Quiet Adventure Symposium, February 21st in Lansing, Michigan. Michigan State University Pavilion. There's a lot of uh, really cool stuff there. It used to be the Quiet Water Symposium. Yeah. But now they they do some mountain biking stuff and um, sailing and some hiking stuff. And whatnot down there. So. And the highlight of the whole event is the rabbits. Is the rabbits next door that don't even have anything to do with the show. Uh, I, again, will be presenting at 3 till 3.45 in the Betsy River Room. So if you miss me at the Toronto Outdoor Adventure Show, you can see me in Lansing, Michigan. Paddling and Film Adventure. Oh, geez. Let me try that one again. Paddling Film Festival, Tuesday, March 10th. And uh, drums and flats in Ajax. And that's our show. That's ours. Yes. We are presenting the Paddling Film Festival again this year. This is year four. And tickets are 15 bucks. They are on Eventbrite. Uh, it's been a sellout the last couple of years, so get your tickets now. Canucopia, March 13th to 15th, Madison, Wisconsin at the Alliant Energy Center. Our foreign correspondent, John Van Berger, will be there with his booth, The Outdoor Kind. Drop by and see him. Uh, throw a couple shekels his way and help support their uh, fundraising that they do to help first responders. A uh, very good cause. And you'll probably be able to weasel some information out of him about his Yukon journey trip coming up as well. Have you decided if you're going yet, Derek? I haven't decided. Still? Well, the boys are talking about flying down. And so uh, there's, they're hesitating to do that drive. And so I don't know if I want to fly down, right? Kind of expensive. Would you drive? What if, see, that's, what if somebody drove you? And I could sleep in the back? Yeah. <laughs> that would work. What if we took your vehicle because it was more cost efficient than my truck? But you're committed to something. You can't go. Well, yeah, I use my, yeah, I use my holiday, but you know I feel sick. <laughs> uh, I, I've, yeah. Anyway, uh, so check out John Van Berger. Paddling Adventures Radio may or may not show up. Yeah. They may be half there. They may. <laughs> that's still up in the air because we're all yeah. willy nilly like that. <laughs> and the final thing is Ontario Backcountry Canoe Symposium, Saturday, April 4th, Waterloo, Ontario, the Theater of the Arts Building at University of Waterloo. Paddling Adventures Radio will be there with our booth. Yes. As far as I know, we are. Yes. We, we told them we weren't going to be. Did we? Okay. I think we're on their... Well, I know we're on their sponsor page. Yes. Yeah, so then why wouldn't we be there? Because we were on their sponsor page last year. But you can't be on the sponsor page <laughs> and not be there. I think they just copied over, just changed the date. <laughs> um, I don't know that I've actually had the full-on conversation going, yeah, here's my money. We'll buy a booth. We, when we talked to David Bain about it, we said uh, that we the conversation was David, do we get two tickets to this show or one? He says, Well, I suppose there are two of you. Okay, and that conversation okay. happened. Okay, that conversation happened. Yeah, so but do we actually say, Yeah, we're going to be there? Yeah, we're going to be there. I think it was yeah. assumed was that assumed. we'd be there. Don't assume. I bought tickets. <laughs> you, you bought tickets anyway. Well, no, I bought you yeah, because I, my, I want Siobhan to go, right? Right, so then she's starting to enjoy these winter camping uh, symposiums and the canoe camping symposiums and so she's uh she's starting to enjoy it more and more and it's the it's working symposiums out. Yeah. and mike uh, burns and his and, and his wife Lori, they're going to be there so we kind of hang out with them and and weren't you going to bring you never bring tracy you should bring she's tracy. always either working or doing oh, the yes uh, tower climb yeah the cn tower climb right yeah but i think and i th- think 
because it always seems to be the same date. The same day, yeah. But I think this time is different because I think they changed it this year. Yeah, so I think she Siobhan might be able said to... she could go. Yeah. So mm-hmm. interesting. We will find out. But Derek and Sean from Paddling Adventures Radio we, will definitely we, we be will at be the there. Ontario Backcountry Canoe <laughs> Symposium Saturday, April fourth. Yes. And that is all I have. That is that. So if you got anything else? Well, if anybody knows where I can get a house hippo, I would very much appreciate that information. Get a what? House hippo. Oh, house hippo. <laughs> he said a housicle. <laughs> my, a- my head was turned. <laughs> What's a housicle? <laughs> I'll take a housicle and you can hear my hippo because it sounds like a giant popsicle. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to find out more about us, you can find us at paddlingadventuresradio.com. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can find our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Player FM, and all your favorite podcast downloading sites. If you go to the episode page at paddlingadventuresradio.com, you can find all 206 episodes there where you can download them or stream them. If you enjoy your podcast or this podcast, please uh, share it with everybody you know. We're trying to build our our uh, listenership our this year. Our base of listeners. And uh, yeah, there's a lot of people. We are, every day we're getting more and more listeners. So we're trying to bust that 30,000 yes. listener uh, number. Gives so. us a reason to live. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Give Derek a reason to keep being in beer over here. <laughs> so I want to thank everybody for listening this week. I'm Sean Rowley. And I'm Derek Specht. We'll see you next time. 